powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. All right, everybody. Here we are. The marathon of the 82-game season is now over. And the real season, as they say, is just around the corner. Welcome, everybody, to Game Over Toronto. My name is Fuad Suleiman. I'm here with Armand Pantaki and our very special guest, lifelong Rangers fan, Jesse Blake. <laughs> Welcome to the show. What are Where? your favorite... What are your first and favorite memories of the Rangers as a as a child? Oh, I don't I don't know if you ever heard this story, but one time a dear friend of mine named uh, Stove Dangle, you might know him as Steve Dangle, uh, went yes. to Madison Square Garden to watch <laughs> Why do I know this story? New York Rangers play, and this man bought his tickets outside of the door <laughs> by just some random New Yorker. He just said, "I'm going to scalp tickets and get them super cheap." Walks up to the gate. And they are counterfeit. Yeah, yep. he has never been inside MSG. <laughs> no, that's terrible Rookie mistake. <laughs> that is terrible. I mean, I, I, if you ever walk outside of the, the Scotiabank Arena for any game, like you'll hear the same scalper, and his voice is like unmistakable. It's like basketball tickets, Leaf tickets, and I'm like, I, I, you know who I'm talking. Somebody knows who I'm talking about. Oh yeah, that was a bad interaction. But you know what's a good interaction? Sports interaction. You know, on the action, make your bet with sports interaction. Every hit. Every shot, every goal from your favorite teams and players, including the Leafs and the Lightning, who are going to play again, goody, with competitive odds and the best live in play. There are more ways than ever to get into the game, like Minute Madness, our exclusive games, our exclusive game with so many chances to win by the minute. Download the app in Ontario using the QR code at the bottom of the screen or head to sportsinteraction.com slash STPN to get started. 90 plus, please play responsibly. How's that? How's that? How's that transition? How's that for oh, a transition? That was a beauty. Right I mean, well sometimes done. my favorite goal in, is to make those transitions, but like you kind of run out of them. So here we are. The game 82. What you guys think? Are you just, I mean, the result of the game to me, I felt was like, just get everybody on the plane to Toronto in one piece. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone was really anticipating much from this game in terms of uh, the fact that it just didn't have uh, much impact on the playoffs. Obviously, there there is some seeding uh, that still needs to occur with the Hurricanes and the Devils games as well. The Leafs could potentially jump them uh, if they lose. But other than that, it's just a matter of staying healthy. And I was surprised that the Rangers kind of played everyone yeah. other than, I guess, Shesterkin. But yeah, like... Everyone uh, on the ice for them. So, yeah, I'm just glad we came away without uh, with the milestones, with the you know, with the win and no injuries. Thank the Lord. Cause... Yeah, I, that's what I was rooting for. I was rooting for the milestones. Like the game started off so slow. Yeah. Like the shots were nine eight, like midway through the second. Everybody yeah. just knew that. Hey, there's nothing really on the line here. Let's just let's just get to the playoffs. So I'm rooting for Willie to hit forty and Mitch to hit. 100 and like austin can do 300 next year that's not as important yeah. but yeah. like mitch missing out on that 100 like that sucks because you only get yeah. so, you only get so many chances in your career to have that round number and now on his resume isn't that i'm a 100 point player so that's a little disappointing but no injuries that's the that's the main thing yeah, yeah. He's, been, he's been on pace like multiple times throughout his career but he just always gets very close but not there Bad injury luck, too. Like, there were some seasons, like, a couple seasons ago, like, he was out for, like, 20 games. Like, there's the times he had, he's been snake-bitten or he's had bad injury luck. But, I mean, this season, he's been as consistent as any Leaf has been. Um, But 
We did get one round number milestone. Your favorite, Jesse Blake. <laughs> the one and only William Nylander. Yeah. Man, they were passing him the puck. Like, remember that 26... Remember the game? Remember that the last game Kobe Bryant played and they just fed him the ball just constantly, just trying to get him that 60 points? That was what I felt they were doing with William Nylander. Like, he was absolutely wearing the puck out. And finally, he gets the 40-goal mark. I mean... Like, knowing where he came from, where people wanted to trade him for Brandon Montour, like, it's pretty great to <laughs> see where he is right now. I'm, I think we're all vindicated. Uh, I was a, I was, I was a Nylander stan as well, so. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, like, especially that, I think it was the first power play where uh, he didn't start on the first unit, but he came out, like, halfway through the first unit's stint, and then he joined the first and the second yeah. unit, and he took, like, four different shots. It was like, okay, Willie, let's not force it here. <laughs> Some of your goals aren't just you dangling the puck. You need to be fed the puck a little, so let's not force it. But then he finally gets it, and you're like, okay, now you can stop shooting all these shots. It really reminded me of the Matthews 60 goal game. Like they were looking <laughs> for it. That's a good so one much. Too, yeah. But he he got it. Like you can't can't fault the guy. Mm-hmm. That game was hilarious. That game was hilarious because they kept feeding him. It was against the bad Habs. And they kept feeding him the puck, feeding the puck. And then for some reason, when he scored the scored the 60th goal, it wasn't a hat trick, but everybody threw hats in the ice. Like they didn't know what people didn't know what to do with themselves. I was that and I'll always remember that. I'm like, what what? Uh, okay, I guess it's fun, but yeah, that's uh, and it's what you get in these end of season games where things are just kind of silly. Um, what did you guys think about? I mean, I guess the last few games, Matthew Nyes, the venerated prospect that everyone's been talking about, but few people have like really seen. Uh, I've been super impressed by him because he has, he seems to have a lot of poise and strength on the puck, but he's like also has an eye for the offense at like his young age of twenty years old. I don't know, guys. I think he should be in the game one lineup. Oh, my voice cracked. I think he should be in the game one lineup. What do you guys think? I think third uh, you, line. You go first, Jesse. Yeah. I I think if you if you build the lineup with everybody healthy, he's the last forward out. I think I think you you have the guys that you've been running with all season, and they've built a great great uh, four lines with Ryan O'Reilly now now there. It it looks. It looks like he's going to be the last man out. But today, as you said about his offensive ability, today he looked fantastic. I thought the first two games he was a little lacking. You could see him kind of wandering a little bit. Um, I mentioned this on the Steve Dago podcast, but when when you don't really know what to do in your own zone, your thing is to just go to the net. And like his 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 smarts to just do that by default are like A plus for him. But that means he doesn't know his positioning as well with the guys he's on the ice with. But tonight, I thought, especially the takeaways in the offensive zone, there are there are like three along the boards where they led to directly to scoring chances. He was fantastic, and he almost scored a couple times. So there's a lot of promise, but I think he's the odd man out when we start uh, with Tampa on Tuesday. Yeah, I completely agree. I like I've been impressed with him quite a bit, but you also have to remember he's only had three games of which I don't think any of them mattered to yeah. our uh, our playoff uh, impact. So. You know, when we say they don't matter, they obviously still matter. But, you know, it's it's kind of tough to go from college to the last three games of the season and then jump right into the Tampa Bay Lightning in a seven game series or potentially seven game series. And it's, you know, a team that went to the cup final three years in a row. Like we're talking about like minimizing risk, you know, so we don't get a play like Alex Galchenyuk or Travis Dermott's spin move that or, or Matthew Nyes where he did. The last game, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> he's young. He's got the skills. I have yeah. no doubt. 
but I actually think he'll probably make the roster out of camp next year, like with yeah. the way he's looked right so far. Um, but yeah, I, it would be a it would be a risky move, I think, playing him game one. I think he'll be the first up if we need some, you know, offensive firepower or if someone gets injured. But yeah, he's the odd man out, in my yeah. opinion. This isn't to say like he won't play in the playoffs, but yeah. I don't I don't think you start with him. But there's a huge opportunity for him here. If anything goes wrong versus Tampa, like early on, like he's got to be the first guy Keith goes to because I think I think he's a hop Simmons in in that pecking order yeah. of like, hey, we need something to plug in. Unless you're going just pure, we want somebody to beat up uh, Corey Perry. <laughs> Like yeah. then, then you throw out Simmons out there, yeah. but yeah, Matthew Nye's first man up, and for next year, I think that's such a great point because the contract, the eight hundred grand that yeah. he's going to be making, or nine twenty five, or whatever it is, that's so that's so crucial for this this cap strap team. That having him in the lineup under a million dollars when he can play in the top six, that's going to be really helpful for the Leafs and Dubas. If yeah. this is here, and you're also factoring in like potentially a healthy Nick Robertson, Pontus Holmberg, who will potentially make the jump. There's some value that the Leafs can finally add next year. That's, yes. uh, you know, they haven't been able to with their, with ELC contracts in, in the previous four or five years, because they've been waiting for their draft picks to develop. I think they're finally seeing the fruition of, of their scouting. Yeah. And that's nice to see. It won't help us in this playoffs, but next year, <laughs> I think it'll be nice to see. And yeah, it's hard look- to even think about next year. It's hard to even like right. fathom next year. It's so this big monster is just right in front of us. I'm not even like, when I think of next year, I'm like, there is a next year? Like, it's not the season fun- series finale of the Leafs. That's how I feel when yeah. I watch this team these days. But, oh, man. Yeah. How about, I, I how about this one looking ahead? Uh, if you're looking for cap situations with the Leafs, next offseason, they have to do Matthews and Neal. I know. So how important me. is Matthew Knight <laughs> now? So they have much. To I know, honestly. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's... That that's tomorrow's problem. That's like that's that's, that's tomorrow for problem. a game over eighty two next year. Yeah. Yes, uh, we're, we're, we'll be probably just hopefully not very sad. Hopefully we'll be fat and happy from a championship. We're like who cares? I missed the playoffs. Championship. We had a championship last year. <laughs> um, yeah. So another lineup question I have: Does anybody like? Has there been an update on the goalie situation? Is Matt Murray gonna? Are they just Kucheroving him and then just gonna throw him as a backup? That um come Tuesday or is Joe is Joseph Wall as of now the backup? I don't I think th- Joseph Wall is going to be the backup game one. Uh, mm-hmm. They haven't really said anything about Matt Murray in terms of his injury. I I, I believe it was just he's just gonna mirac- he's gonna miraculously recover at the game one. I'm sure. No, I think he had, I think they said he has a concussion. Yeah, it's um, lingering. Think, it's post concussion yeah. issues. So yeah. when it's it's a head injury, it's a concussion. Like there's no real timetable. It's no. kind of a wait yeah. and see with Matt Murray because you don't want to play around with concussions because once you get concussed, when you've already yes. been concussed, it makes it worse. So yes. I think Joseph Wall to me, like even if Matt Murray was healthy, I love Joseph Wall. I'm and, on like, the high everything he has shown in the last couple of weeks. He's been fantastic, and there's a future starter for the Leafs, and yeah, I he's my backup. If Matt Murray's yeah. healthy, I know Sheldon Keith wouldn't look at it like that, and Dubas wouldn't look at it like that. But Joseph Wall is number two goalie in this organization for me. Hundred percent agree. And another guy who next year is only going to be eight hundred k, so mm-hmm. look out for that next year. But when was the last time the Leafs had a young goalie that had starting potential? Like we have Garrett Sparks, but that quickly went away when we saw him play in the NHL. <laughs> it's starting potential, <laughs> and that, that's your caveat. It's starting potential. Yeah. Um, I guess I uh, cannot. It was probably James Reimer. Yeah, the day. like 
But even he, I don't, even he, I don't know if he was, was he as promising as Wall? Like Wall was picked a little bit higher and has a bit better, more of a pedigree than Reimer did. Well, no, uh, Wall, Wall was a, a third round pick. So around the same, like I think Reimer was, was a fourth same. round pick. Um, pretty, bad with, pretty bad with draft who was but, picked where, but right. Yeah, like that's still a long time. Like that's a full decade yeah. pretty much without more than a decade without having a goalie prospect that's worth a damn. Yeah, and, I'm trying to think about how old James Reimer was during the 20. 20- 13 run you know probably would have been 24 25 he was fairly young yeah so he's still a prospect at then but yeah yeah that's a great point it's been so long since they, they've had a goalie like wall yeah and it's so nice like seeing like boston with jeremy swayman who was picked one pick after we picked ian scott who unfortunately due to injury troubles his career's over already but like just seeing those good teams get those picks for goalies and they they turn out to be insane value it, it like really makes a difference because goalies are pretty expensive in the league. Even so like, yeah, like Murray's getting like 4 million this year from us. And like, it's already retained Samsonov and wool for a grand total of like 2.7, I think is insane. Yeah. You're laughing at that point. Yeah. I think you're laughing at that point. I, I, I remember I, in a group chat uh, guys that I remember Andrew Berkshire of game over Montreal and our, all of our, all of our boss, well, our boss, uh, me and Armand, me and Armand, it said that he has a feeling that it's going to be Joseph Wall and he's going to take them on a run. Like, that's the kind of feeling he's getting. It's almost like Matt Murray did back in 2016 or like Cam Ward did in 2006. I, th- there's some merit to that. Like, I, I, it's so interesting thinking of being Joseph Wall and thinking like, I am like one sprained ankle away from potentially being the greatest legend the city's ever seen. Like, it, <laughs> Because if he if he actually did that, he would they would rename everything after Joseph Wall. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for Joseph Wall, he hasn't had a bad game in the NHL so none. far. Like yeah, you go none. through his entire Literally game none. log, it's it's uh, above nine hundred goaltending. He's only had one career loss. Uh, granted, it's only been six games, but he he's he's five and one, and that one loss came to Columbus where uh, he faced forty shots on goals, first ever career sh- start, and since then. He's been above a 920. He's faced a lot of shots like tonight. It was or uh, versus Tampa. It was uh, 48 uh, shots on goal, 45 saves. And he's been unreal. And if he gets the opportunity, I think he'll rise to the occasion because like that's all we've seen out of him is stellar goaltending. Yeah. And what's more like what I think is more impressive is the improvements he's seen from year to year. Like his first year on the Marlies, he played 32 games and had an 880. Then the next year it was 892. Then he goes to the Marlies and puts up a 907. And with the Leafs, he put up a 911. And then this year, 927 with the Marlies, 927 with the Leafs. That is a marked improvement every single year. And that's, I think, what you need to see when it comes to progress from prospects is a year to year improvement because, you know, you'll see prospects do well, but they stagnate yeah. in, the, in like the minors. And then that doesn't really tend to translate too well into NHL play. But yeah, he's just improved every single year. It speaks to his work ethic, and I'm very excited to see where he is next year uh, and what we do with the Murray contract and re-signing Samsonov as well as he's an RFA. Yeah, and that winning streak he had with the Marlies too, like that yeah. that does so much for somebody's confidence. Like it's not doing the winning streak at the NHL level, but at any pro level, going on a long run like that where you're dominant, like and now, now you know what it takes to just compete at that level. He he. He's going to be a star. Like, I I don't know 
I don't know if it's this year or if it's next year, but I don't see how Joseph Wall isn't a starter eventually in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% agree. Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to ask you guys a question. I want, I want to like kind of look forward to Tuesday. Uh, what's everyone's biggest concern going into Tuesday? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure there are a lot, but like, what would you think? What would you say is like, ooh, that's, that scares me? For me, it's our stars not producing. I get worried about that quite a bit. Firstly, because, uh, you know, the, the Lightning decor has been, has had subtractions, a notable subtraction in Ryan McDonough not being there anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think that will change the the decor pretty substantially, especially for the matchups on the second line. So Tavares and Nylander. But uh, we saw Hedman and Chernak play pretty well against Matthews and Marner uh, the previous year. And we've seen Matthews and Marner and even Tavares occasionally kind of uh, falter in the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be my biggest worry because that's that's what's going to ice us, if anything. That's you know? the end. Yeah, if yeah, they don't show like, up, if, that's if it. They don't, yeah, if they don't produce, we're pretty screwed. Even though we do have better depth scoring this year, I think. It's I, still I, the biggest I, I, concern. No. no, it's game over. Uh, Jesse, what's your what's your what's your um what's your biggest concern? Just to just to back that up, yeah. If you look at all of all of the deciding games over the last uh ten years, it's been of them losing. Uh it's always been, hey, they just don't put up enough scoring in that final game. Yeah. You know, it's all the two one losses, the two oh losses. And last year it's like if you get a couple goals in, in game seven, even in even in game six, you know, where they lose an OT. If you get that one extra goal from Matthews, from Marner, from Willie, from JT, like they win the series. And that's what's gonna hold them back. But this year, it's I don't I don't know if I have full confidence in the defense because there's there's so many guys that keep can rotate in and out. Like they have they have eight defensemen that they can run yeah. out there. And yeah. I wonder if there's gonna be holes that Tampa can can uh, figure out and get through, you know, because they have such high end scoring, too. And if they figure out how to how to get uh, TJ Brody on his back foot and Morgan Riley, he plays like midseason Morgan where he wasn't yeah. the best. And Luke Shen, like Luke Shen's a competitor. Obviously, he, he has the Stanley Cup, but he's not the high end defenseman that that you you always look out to stop the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I worry about the defense a little bit. And yeah, especially the scoring. The, the stars need to show it up. That's that's the main thing for the Leafs, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and- I echo all your sentiments. Uh, I would say like, because it feels like maybe more in basketball that like, I, I like to compare the two sports often. It's kind of fun. It's like, I, you know, Matthews and Marner are kind of like, they've been like kind of a James Harden type. Like they put up gaudy numbers in the regular season. But in the playoffs, it's like, where are you guys, where have you all been? Uh, I think I'm less concerned about that this season. It looks, all three of them, all four of them have, I mean, the three of the younger younger of the core have all shown marked improvement in their all-around games this season, I think. Um, Another worry would be, honestly, like playoff bunting and the referees. I think that's one thing I'm like, like, I was saying, I forget, I think I was saying it to Lauren or something after one of the games. I'm like, you know that's going to happen in the playoffs. Like, someone's going to punch Bunting right in the face. And they're going to say, ah, two minutes, Bunting, uh, roughing the arm. Or something like that. I don't know. Like, do you just, yeah. I, that, that's that's definitely going to happen. I, I'm already, you're already penciling that in for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that does scare me. And like, last year when we faced Tampa, I remember that they, they called it pretty tight compared to other playoff series that yeah. I've seen. So I'm curious what the the book is. I know like last year, Keith had that quote 
before the series started about it being going to about him anticipating it to be violent, uh, which probably affected how the refs viewed that series. Game but, one, there was a whole war. On yeah, the ice. <laughs> but like the last time we faced the Lightning, we like what? They, how many power plays did they have? Eight. Like yeah. two game, uh, last game, I guess. Yeah. So. I'm curious to see how it's called. It'll be interesting. But I think, honestly, that the Leafs' uh, special teams, I, I have quite high confidence in them. The power play sort of worries me because we've seen it falter in the playoffs as well. But I think there's better pieces in there, especially on that second unit, to to perform as well. Yeah. The penalty kill, weirdly, is like so an area that there should be no concern. Like, David Camp and Mitch Marner will take care of business on on that first PK unit. You know, like that. I think they'll. I don't think uh, the Little Lightning will have the upper hand on on special teams. It's it's five on five where they're going to take advantage of anything. And we didn't even mention the goaltending. Vasilevsky can stand on his head. Yeah. Like there's there's a handful of goalies in the league that can just steal a series. Like UC Saros is up there. Elias Sorokin's there. Igor Shosturkin's there. And Vasilevsky's in that conversation, obviously. And like who knows if he steals four games out of seven? But that yeah, would be unfortunate for the Leafs to go out that way. But it's entirely in the realm of possibility. Yes, yeah. it is. I think when we had Steve Coolius on. He was like, if you're counting on uh, Ilya Samsonov being better than Andre Vasilevsky, you yeah, you're might as well just not show up. <laughs> Like, like they can win. It's not to say that like that's going to be the only factor. But if you're just counting on winning, like the New York Islanders, that's you're not ain't going to happen for you. I don't think. Uh, one thing, uh, that I I have a really wacky theory right here. So the last two Toronto sports teams that were in playoffs had some magnificently bad endings. So we had the Toronto Blue Jays in October, uh, blew an eight run lead to the Seattle. Yeah. Okay, um, I forgot. I said that. at the I said at the beginning of the season, I'm like, hey, maybe. Maybe they absorbed some of the Leafs' curses and, like, died for the Leafs' playoff sins. And then I watched <laughs> last night the Toronto Raptors losing to a nine-year-old child, P.R. <laughs> DeRozan. Uh, and I'm not say- just saying that because they missed 18 free throws out of 36. And they admitted, they're like, yeah, I think we ha- had a factor. You just admitted you lost to a child. So my point being, in a long end-around way, is that maybe... Just maybe the Leafs' conscience of baggage has been cleared. What do you guys think of my my wacky theory I just thought of? Yeah, I think uh, the Toronto curse is real. <laughs> I was at the Jays game yesterday, and we were kind of taking a look at the play. And, and literally, Siakam missed those last two free throws. I knew it. And then, I knew it was going to happen. Like, right after that <laughs> happened, uh, the Jays got a walk-off, uh, walk-off run in the 10th inning. And we were like, all right, the... The curse had to be, you know, it's just how it is in Toronto sports. The sacrifice had to be made. Toronto sports is a simulation. That that that's like it's life is a simulation for sure. Yeah, the Raptors I, they did it in 2019. Like they they broke the curse. I think did. for, for <laughs> a little did. bit, and then yeah, it was it was back, was back and forth. It's a glitch in the matrix because that night. was last night was as that that was the most Leafs like like loss I'd seen. Like, I don't even know what that was the basketball equivalent of the David Ayers game, except it was in a playoff game, technically. <laughs> like a non player, like a civilian beat them. All right. How does that happen the, to two teams? The Raptors have been doing that all year. Like, that yeah, game they've was been just the Raptors in a season. You know, they, they should have never been in a position where you're blowing a 19 point lead. That's their thing, is they yeah. have no closing ability in the fourth quarter. It's like you're every single day of the week. 
in a fourth quarter, you're taking DeMar, Zach Levine, and and Caruso over over whatever the Raptors are serving out there. And I'm glad that the Bulls put the Raptors out of their misery because I didn't want to watch another game. I didn't want to watch them go down to Miami and lose to Kyle Lowry. Like, that or, wouldn't have been a good time. God forbid or get smoked get by Milwaukee. the Bucks. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, even if they beat Lowry. Like, who wants <laughs> they were to watch screwed either way. Like, the NBA wouldn't no. even televise that. They would no. just say, you know what? <laughs> this is going on PBS. We're donating the series to public television. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's enough that. Raptors talk before we lose all our viewers because this is just that that's it. That's all I, I'm done with the Raptors for now. Just I want to forget that team. Do you okay. think do you guys what? think that the Leafs are better this year in terms of the playoff game one lineup than they were last year? Because I, I personally 100%. think they are. Yeah. Yes. So like when 100%. we're talking about like subtractions and additions, Mikheyev, Kasha, Spezza, Engval are probably the largest impact uh subtraction oh and muzzin of course yeah uh, but we added yarn we added ryan o'reilly we added achari zach aston reeds lafferty nice potentially obviously um and then jake mccabe and then shannon and bush are kind of interchangeable but like ryan o'reilly is the biggest impact player of that list yeah <laughs> And then Yarncroke as well, being put on the top six and pushing Bunting and Kerfoot down. Because last year, we started with Kerfoot in the top six. Mm-hmm. And now we have Bunting and Yarncroke there. And that works so much better. I think the Leafs are a better team. And I think the Lightning are a worse team as well. Because they lost Palat and McDonough. And they didn't really have a replacement for him. And then uh, Jeannot is also potentially injured for the first round. We don't know when he's coming back. So... You know, when also I look at beat the, up too, they're also older, yeah, beat a, up. Lot like of, older a lot of miles on more them. Yeah. bruised up, yeah. right? So, yeah, it's it's not only a better Leafs team, it's a weaker light, light, uh, lightning opponent because they've played so many yeah. more games than any other team in the National Hockey League. They, they've played a full season more than everybody else because of the amount of playoff games they've yeah. played. And, and just looking at last year's lineup, like Kyle Clifford was in game one. Like yeah, we exactly. that, which is insane. Kyle Clifford played insane. 49 for seconds. four for like, yeah, for like, oh, not even four uh, minutes. I was going to say four minutes. No, like it was minute. 49 seconds of the series last year. Like he made, and then he took the one. major penalty, right? Yeah. And then like, he was and, done. Yeah. And never, I'm like, never like you deserve that major penalty. I'm like, yes. Okay. Yeah. You how, like, far is, <laughs> how far down is Clifford on our depth chart right now? Yeah, like I, he's on the eighth line. Probably. He's like the fourth <laughs> line on the Marley. Yeah. Like, he's so far removed. I don't think he's ever going to get a call up, especially in a playoff game. But that speaks to like, I think where the Leafs yeah. are right now compared to last year. And, you know, like, the Lightning have really struggled this past month, and I'm not going to draw conclusions to that because it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, and no, you can never, ever count them out. They're like Michael Myers. You, you don't. <laughs> yeah, they'll come back. He's dead. They're dead. Finally. But I am, like, I, I hate this because I say it every year, but I am <laughs> confident in this team. You know, to get through it this year. And famous last words of your famous day. last words. I know, <laughs> but oh, like. God genuinely i i have a lot of hope and that that's what scares me the most it's gonna hurt again no this year is different this is this year is a I, the I best leafs, leafs team we've seen out of all of these these marner matthews leafs teams like this is the best one and i think like uh to your point looking at last year like Ilya labushkin was in the lineup wayne simmons was in two games like all of colin blackwell was out there who's a decent player but i think we have we've upgraded in all Absolutely. those positions and and this is the best leafs team this is their best chance and if they don't win this one then it's the over. reckoning comes last it's year over. last yeah. year yeah. had excuses like you took them to game seven it was two one everybody thought you were in it it could have gone either way 
This year, there's yeah. no excuses. None. Yeah. Now it's like you're the favorite here. And if you don't take care of business, then we're all out of answers. Next year, we won't be sitting here saying the same thing of like, hey, maybe you could do it. You're like, Ugh. no, yeah. you'll all be it, gone somewhere else. Yeah, not how firm your handshake was. It's like, oh, wow, they had a great, good <laughs> firm handshake in the handshake line. No, no, that like, like, yeah, to your point, Jesse, like, my in my in my view, like, this is, there's zero excuses. There's zero anything. Like, this is, you got the ball at the one-yard line, and you just have to punt it in. Because, punt it in, drive it in. Every single time they've had these series, they've been up, too. Against harder opponents with lesser teams, right? You know, they've been up against Boston. And they've been up against Tampa last season. Now it's like, no, no. Like, you, if you're up, you need to absolutely end it. Or else yeah. or else we know that it's a problem with the Stars. And it's like, okay, we need to make some real changes and have a good hard look at exactly. the team. Yeah, and then they're on the one-yard line. This time, you you hand it off to Marshawn Lynch and you don't try and throw a pass and get it intercepted. <laughs> you know, just, just oh, man. Simple game. Oh, that's... Yeah. And Nylander had a great quote uh, recently. Before the game, he was asked if he was proud of his season, and he said, "I'll be proud when we fucking win." And yeah. that's that, the vibe we need from our stars. Yeah. Like, regular <laughs> season, be damned. This is where you you make your legacy, especially in Toronto. And it's a, it's a make or break season. This is where the legacy yeah. can either go in a very positive direction or completely fizzle out into one of the worst failed <laughs> attempts. I would, yeah, a, it, it'll go down team. like. It'll go down like like the Brooklyn Nets of I mean except seven years. Imagine Bro- Kyrie, Harden, and, and and Durant for seven years, and they didn't win a playoff series. That's how bad it would be, right? That was just a two year disaster. Or like the OKC Thunder when they had Durant. I love Durant here. Durant, Harden, and Westbrook, right? Right. And those teams not winning anything. That's a failure, mm-hmm. and you're going to go down in that. I'm sure there are other examples in other sports, but those are the ones I could think of quicker. It's quick. The uh, the yeah. biggest underlying story of this whole series is Kyle Dubas is without a contract. Yeah, yeah. If they if they lose, like the team might not have a general manager, and if they yeah. win, no, it, like, it, he might just get paid a lot by the Penguins organization and leave and go be president of the Penguins. Who knows? And it sucks because, like you know, you look at the other GMs available. And I don't think they're as good as Dubis, but oh, also no one out there is better than Kyle. I mean, exactly. let's be fair. We have one on the call right now. We got Jesse Blake. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I've I've seen him on the <laughs> NHL games, and I, I don't. I'm not too confident in that. <laughs> oh, hey. hey, I got no box, <laughs> but I got a lot of heart. Got your box right there. <laughs> yeah, you're a real locker room guy. Exactly, <laughs> locker room presence matters. Oh, I mean, I always hear that if if they don't win that. Like Dubis is just going to be fired. I'm like, uh, do you think Dub- uh, do you think Dubis wants to come back if they don't win? If I'm <laughs> yeah, Dubis, I mean, he's also done I'm a lot. Gone. I'm like, you guys, uh, it's like you're all screwed. Thank you, goodbye. And I'm just walking off the stage. That's it. Like it's, I don't know if you know that yeah. Simpsons episode, like <laughs> with the, with the sanitation commissioner, but that's what I would be. I'm like, thanks. I'm like, I'm done. Like, I that's what I'm going to go to Pittsburgh, and I'm probably going to win the cup next year because that's how we go. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think the team is built. To win in the playoffs, too. Like, you know, when we were talking about, like, previous Leafs teams, a lot of the the discourse surrounding that was that they weren't tough to play against, right? Yeah. And that's a big factor in the playoffs when the refs, you know, kind of put away the whistles sometimes. There's a lot more cross-checking, et cetera, et cetera. There are some tough guys on this team, especially in that bottom six. Like, you look yeah. at the 
Leafs last year in the bottom, uh, their bottom six, and it's completely different. Other than David Camp, pretty much, he's like yeah. the only constant in that uh, equation for the bottom six. But the rest of the guys are guys I would not want to be up against at all in front of the net, or you know, facing off against them in in a face off uh, situation. You know, Ryan O'Reilly, Achari, Zach Aston Reese, Lafferty, all hard to play against and then you add on uh jake jake mccabe and you also have to factor into account like jake muzzin when we had him was injured for the past two game uh sevens in addition to like most of the series against uh columbus if i'm not mistaken so his absence actually played a pretty large factor in our losses and so having a guy like jake mccabe kind of not necessarily replace him but uh you know, be put into that role. And if he's healthy throughout that series, that could play a huge difference as well. Like Jake Muzzin's absence played a huge factor in our losses. And so having someone healthy there that has at least somewhat of a similar um, impact can, can be huge for us. And I, yeah. that's what I'm most excited about. And that bottom keeping six, everyone healthy. Like that bottom six could include Michael Bunting. I, yeah. I know you didn't list him there, but like yeah. I can entirely see a situation where that three four line, like they'll call it three and four, but like they'll be alternating uh, time on ice. So it'll probably be pretty evenly sp- split between those two lines. And Michael Bunting might be a part of that just to shelter him from having too much ice time, relying on him if he takes too many penalties. But he's also just really versatile up and down the lineup, and having him on a really grindy third line will be something. And Achari, good luck. Yeah, <sighs> good luck. And Bunting and Achari just stirring stirring up shit constantly. Oh, yeah. I love it. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's the playoffs. I mean, like, we can analyze it all we want. We will, and I know you guys will on the podcast, but, like, ultimately, it's just going to come down to let's see what happens. And I think we're all just, like, this is what everyone said was the season that mattered. Everyone's like, 82 games, I don't care. Now it's time to care, everybody. So before we go and before we, you know, we, I think we've talked about the playoffs series enough, I want to get you guys' thoughts. What was your, um, the season that we just had? What was your thoughts? What were your favorite moments from this season? Number one favorite moment, Armand Go. Okay, wait, I have to think about this first. You go first, you go first. I'll, I'll, I'll let me think about it. I, I got one if, if you go, want me to go first. You go, first. Yeah, go for it. Okay, my favorite moment easily of this season was Mitch Marner's point streak. Oh, yes. At the beginning yes. of the season, I was all the way out on Mitch Marner. I don't know. Like, I'm probably going to have to eat my words, like, with the season he's had. But, like, I didn't think the guy could play in Toronto. I thought the pressure was a little too much. Coming off of that Anaheim loss, he seems to be, like, really down on himself because of how much the media was down on this team. And then he goes on that magical point streak where he sets the record for a least player uh, consecutive games getting a point. And for that for those those moments and that moment for that guy to lead the team in points to to win the fans back over like for me that's the best part of the season is just Mitch's run and even like um I think it was during the point streak where he had that unreal uh turnaround do you remember the the turnaround goal where he dangled the goalie and then went yeah. top top cheddar like that oh that, I think it was uh, the Edmonton game I yeah in yes, the Edmonton yes. Game. I believe it was in the middle of the point streak like that little run there was so much fun and the team was winning and that's my favorite part of this season that's a great oh. one yeah Mitch he was so fantastic this season I mean, like another one I'd have to say, like, am I probably my favorite play? I think that LA Kings game was like peak of the season. 
where they had them at home. The home game, not the, not the road game. Oh, my God. Because that was early in the season, that West Coast trip. But the home game where they absolutely just, what, like 7-1, they beat them. Right? They just absolutely crushed them. And then there was the goal where I, I might get this wrong, but I think was Marner not falling on his ass and made an amazing assist while whoop, falling down. That was incredible. I think that game itself, it was like, it showed like who these guys actually can be. And it's like, oh, now we know like the, this team, if it's on all cylinders, can absolutely wreck shop like nobody else can if they're on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite moments, and it's a bit of a, a bittersweet one was the J uh, not Jason Robertson, the Nick Robertson goal in OT against Dallas, where he yeah. picks off that. Yes. That I was so hyped when that happened. Like it was, I was yelling. Uh, oh, yeah. It was such a beautiful goal. And I just want to see him succeed. And it sort of sucks how his season ended, but that was definitely a, a top. I, moment. You know? I sang, I sang a song in his honor. I sang, Here's to you, Nikki Robertson by Simon and Garfunkel. I've heard you sure that. I'm sure you've heard that song. <laughs> sure. Exactly how it goes. What's that? Nothing. That was a that was a great great uh, sentence. So I have what? Yeah, I, I bubble my words there sometimes. Um. So the uh, I just uh, also team MVP. Here's another question I have for you guys. Team MVP. Who is it? Go. Uh, for me, I think Marner. Yeah, I think Marner had the. If he led the team in goals, I would have said Willie, but Austin passed him, so I gotta go with Mitch. Yeah, and then that—that's to say that like we had three, or not three, more than three really good seasons from pretty much every Leaf player. Like I thought, you know, like last year, obviously Matthews was far ahead of everyone else with that sixty goal season. Uh, It was a bit more even, I think, to say uh, in terms of the the spread of really good seasons we've had, which is sort of nice to see as well, you know, that we're having this conversation about who was the MVP. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I would say Marner. That's that's really good for the playoffs, like, coming up, yeah. that the fact that they had such a balanced scoring season, like, Tavares yeah. had a great year. Even even Bunting put up a good chunk of points, you know? So, just that's, that's a good sign for the playoffs in that, hey, we don't really need to rely on Austin taking over and scoring a whole bunch in over the course of seven games. Like, the scoring can come from anybody here leading into the Tampa series. Yeah, for sure. And it's nice to have Ryan O'Reilly and Yarn Croak yeah. also possess a scoring touch, you know. Zach Astorese has shown it in the past month as well. There's, <laughs> <laughs> like, 10 goals on the season. But, you know, they're nice. His scoring touch, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> If that's a thing that exists, more like scoring hey, hammer. He can, he can <laughs> right word. He can deflect the shit out of the puck. Like the the two goals I remember having, like the the two recent goals were just some like crazy, like magic goals where he just touched the puck and it just and somehow into the net. Like there was one where it like made a rainbow into the net. I, I'm like, yeah. this guy has some skills. And How he about- is so good at it. He did it twice. Exactly. Wow. I'm predicting a Zach Astorese wow. Hattie in this series. <laughs> he may not even play in some games, but you know what? That would just be. Fuck it. <laughs> Dangle needs to use his Zach Aston 3 slime sometime. Oh, yeah. That, like, I, I want that to happen just to see the look on his face when he gets that <laughs> title of the LFR. Because that's just like, that. that's gold, right? Okay. Biggest surprise of the season. Ooh. Uh, Samsonov for me. Good call. Yeah, I I was always sort of high on him uh, when we got him, uh, but that was mainly because it was 1.8 million. He was an RFA. You know, it's a low risk move, and you if 
he works out, which he did, of course, you retain his rights. Um, but yeah, he exceeded my expectations pretty drastically. I was not anticipating him to play enough to to become the starter, but also to to do it without there being any sort of concern on my end. You know, usually when you get a a, a low cap goalie like Samsonov, who has had previous issues, something like Jack Campbell as well, and he starts off well, there are still some moments where you're like, ah, oh, I'm not too sure. And that's not to say that Jack Campbell. Uh, played poorly for us, especially in the playoffs. I don't think he was an issue. But at the same time, there was a little bit of worry in me, especially when playoffs started, that Jack Campbell kind of had this month or two of poor play. I have not really seen that from Samsonov. Like, he had a bit of a skid somewhat in the midseason, but very short and not really a skid. Like, he's been very consistent from what I've seen of him. And, you know, you look back on last year, and he was... He was a, a, a... decent sized portion of why the caps lost and you saw Ovechkin kind of yell at him and with that aspect to it and him being a little younger I wasn't anticipating the season he had like he has been so solid so that's that's my biggest surprise and it's a pleasant one for me it's got to be I I mean two so one one first mini one is Joseph Wall. I read off his stats earlier and I forgot he played the f- four games last year. Yeah, I, I, his first career start was not Columbus uh, this year, but like I didn't expect th- this out of Joseph Wall. So that's that's my first surprise. But my main main first surprise is Kyle Dubis going for it at the trade deadline. I don't know if you're looking for a player, but like Kyle Dubis just going out and getting Ryan O'Reilly doing the Jake McCabe uh, deal, uh, Achari, just him actually pushing all... Luke Shen, like, Mm -hmm. earlier doing Connor Timmons, like, him pushing all of his chips on the table and saying, okay, guys, I've done my duty here as GM. I've gotten you all the tools and all the players you need. Now it's your time to win. I didn't know... I didn't expect that we'd get that out of him. Like, I didn't know that Dubas had the ability to just make all the trades he wanted and actually go get... load up for the playoffs and I was so happy he actually did it this trade deadline. Yeah, and he hasn't done it before too much. Like, you know, obviously we've spent assets previously, but this was a level of going in that He's gone for singles, not home runs. Yeah, this don't tell me run. Nick Ritchie and Felino <laughs> are all in moves. Like, no. I mean, we not did it. spend the first and two fourths on oh, Nick Felino. But those aren't all in moves. Like everybody I mean, I around the Leafs has always been doing this and going out and getting the big guys. And finally this year yeah. the Leafs played with the big boys and got got some names, some brand recognition in Ryan O'Reilly and then all of the other pieces they added. You know, it was hundred percent really great. And it, yeah, it was fantastic to see. And it was definitely surprising because, uh, you know, Dubas likes to tinker around the edges. He doesn't like to make the big move all that often. And so, yeah, he made he made a statement and it's on the team to kind of push through and, and you know, give him something to cheer about. Win four games. <laughs> Just win four games. That's all That's we're asking it. for right now. <laughs> That's it. That's the simple. We'll worry, we'll worry about Boston if we get there. But yeah, yeah win four games for now. <laughs> I think for me, it's probably like we mentioned him earlier. I to your points are probably the biggest surprise, but I'm gonna go. We mentioned William Nylander earlier, and to see like him make a bit of a leap as a player because I'm not sure exactly what his stats were last season, but I like to, to become a 40 goal scorer and to have like 80 something points like that's not something I was expecting from him this season. I always knew you know he'd be a good high scoring winger, but he has made himself such a bargain to which it's like, could he get even almost double what he got now? And 
I mean, open market. I think he could. I mean, maybe no. not. I don't know. Let's not but... talk about it. <laughs> That's I'm a problem for 2024. I'm just saying, William Nylander, surprisingly amazing. Okay, that lets us say that. Let's let's yeah. focus on the positive. Okay, before we go, got to do it. Oh, okay, so Harness just came through. 34 goals, 80 points this season. 30 goals, 87 points. Not pretty definitely. marked improvement, but he was he was really good last year as well. 40 I mean, goals, he means yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he had 40 goals uh, this year. But, um, yeah, he, uh, it's just nice to see him take a step, you know. And, yeah, that's $6.9 million. Oh, such a good contract. Like, I mean, come on. I was told it was an overpay, but. Imagine, if, like, do you remember in the 2014 draft when people wanted Nick Ritchie over this guy? Like, <laughs> imagine people, the riots certain, right now. Certain, certain hockey, certain hockey, certain hockey pundits wanted some more grit and grind. You know, oh, yeah. some more truculence and some more, you know, more more grind. You no know, more more sandpaper. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, glad they didn't listen to that. Okay. So before we uh, we log off, I just wanted to ask you guys simple question: What's your prediction for the Tampa Bay series? Let's go. Jesse, I'll let you go first. In the chat, that <laughs> question is for you as well. Pop I've got, uh, I'm going to say it, Leafs in six. Oh, Leafs in yeah. six. Leafs in, Leafs six. in six. All right. I also have Leafs in six. <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, I was debating whether or not to put Leafs in six or Leafs in seven, because of course the Leafs are going to win. Let's be real. No Leafs bias there. But, uh, yeah, I, I just don't want it to go to seven. I don't think my heart can take it anymore. So, yeah. Leafs in six. Harnish uh, in the chat says Leafs in a sweep. So, um, <laughs> if ever there's a problem, you can blame Harnish. Um, no, I'm going to say Leafs in seven because I just can't. You can't do it. I can't pick against this team because that would mean everything we watch is just a total sham if they didn't <laughs> win the series. But I just can't. I just I know they're going to. Find a way to get it to seven because Tampa Bay is just so damn good and experienced. But man, I think I think it's gonna get to game seven at home and it's gonna be a blowout at home. Oh. That's blowout. my prediction. Oh, I would love that if we can get rid of that game seven by just destroying the Tampa Bay. Like, knowing that game, it's gonna go to four overtimes and I might <laughs> have a cardiac event. But you know, that's do people That's... flood the streets? Like, do people run down Young Street and Dundas Square if the Leafs win the first round series? One hundred percent. A little One hundred percent, dude. It'll be like the Argos. Be it'll be like it'll be like an Argos celebration or something. So it'd be like no. you know, it'd be a couple blocks. You don't think more? Nobody's out on the street for the Argos. So. <laughs> yeah, it'd be so much more than the Argos. You can't even... Maybe it'd TFC. Like... Maybe TFC. <laughs> it'd be like the Raps uh, championship win. Oh no, that was. I don't know if you remember that. I drove the down the winning around has not happened since 2004. I mean, yeah, it's a big yeah. deal right now. Yeah, before before we I mean, literally, I was ten, I was 10 years long, old. <laughs> yeah, we literally have the longest uh, postseason qualification streak with Boston right now at like seven seasons, I think. Wow, and we also have the longest uh, first round postseason, so. yeah, first round not winning uh, streak as well. So. There's another team. Uh, before we go, this, I, know there's, I know there's one more team that hasn't won a series since 2004 in, let's just say, the, the, the core four sports. Who is it? Could you guess? In the core four sports. What yeah. sport? NBA. 
Is the one first round the Kings? The Kings. Is the Kings? Kings. No. Maybe. Maybe. I know the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Timberwolves also blew it after Gobert and. Yeah, we're not alone, guys. We're not alone in our misery. Um. So. Yeah, we got both the other Toronto sports teams in our and I know it's gonna happen. Too. I know it's gonna happen after we win the first round series. Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, look how happy they are! They won a first round." Team. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be us. I, of course, I say it. I am listen, happy. I will listen. be happy. I will be celebrating on the streets if yeah. we are around. Let Not fans enjoy things. Let yeah, fans right. be fans. Like, okay, you know those Facebook posts you'll see once in a while, or Instagram posts, like ninety-eight-year-old man graduates high school. Okay, like. Do you see people comment and say, look at that loser? It took him 98 years to graduate high school. No, people are like, I mean, it's never too late. So happy. That's how we should be acting to the Leafs. People will make fun of the Leafs regardless of whether or not they're winning and losing and Leaf fans as well. And sometimes we honestly deserve it. But <laughs> if we win, if we win, y'all can shove it. I will We're gonna be celebrating my ass off. Sufferable. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well. This has been fun. It's been fun. This stream has been fun. This season has been unbelievably fun for Game Over Toronto. And all the Game Overs across the great country of Canada. I mean, yeah, what a season. For my first season, I'm just so elated to be a part of this this new thing we're building up called Game Over Toronto. And I'm just so freaking excited for next week's festivities. Ah, man. What a season it's been uh, for Game Over Toronto. My name is Fuad Suleiman. You can find me on Twitter at Fuad underscore sports and on the STPN socials, uh, giving off my my loud takes on sports. Armand. My name is Armand Puntiki. You can find me on Twitter at Armand Puntiki. I am going to take my time to say you guys have been doing such a fun, phenomenal job. Like you, you've taken this role and you've, you've really run with it and like we're we're all impressed by the entire game over team and you Toronto especially because you guys got the most eyeballs on you because because of the nature of the Toronto Maple Leafs and I just want to say I'm I'm really proud of, of the entire game over team and and all of the shows because because they're doing an excellent job and I can't wait for the playoffs and it's been a it's been a great 82 games. Yes, it has. Thank it's you. It's been a marathon. All right, also, everybody. Shout out. Happy birthday, Adam Wild. Just happy birthday, Adam. Wild. Happy birthday, Adam. <laughs> Here you go. Wow, at, at, that's as good a way to end it <laughs> off. Everybody, one more time. Happy birthday, Happy Adam birthday. Woo! Woo! Game over! Powered by Sports Interactive.